Hello everyone and welcome to Sights on Sinnoh, the Diamond and Pearl anime podcast going through Ash's journey of the Sinnoh region. But this week we are doing episode 61, covering episode 51 of the anime, uh, specifically for season 11, Battle Dimension. With me today is Karina and Brady. How are you guys doing? Hello, doing alright. Hey, doing well. For sites on Sinnoh, we're following our heroes as they arrive in Canalave City. So, oh, yeah. I'm so go- real mm-hmm. quick, before we start this, I did want to point out, um, you started singing the intro song in the beginning, and yes. it reminded me, I put the intro song at 1.5 speed, and it is so much better. Really? So much better. You have to check it out. Okay. Is it just and like you know how much anything? I like hate the intro songs. <laughs> the theme songs yeah they're related but now that uh these episodes are no longer on pokemon tv i've been watching them on prime video and there is a skip intro button on oh, prime nice. video which is great i didn't I know it was on prime that. video i uh found it on a interesting website on the internet <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think prime kind of stole them from pokemon because it's one day they just disappear then they're like oh they're on prime now um, and they saw a tweet from Pokemon like a few days before that saying that they have the Pokemon movies from Sinnoh there as well. So I think they're, they got the, the deal or whatever for the, the, the rights to play this, the, those episodes. So yeah, they are there. They're also on Hoopla, hopefully still at the time of whoever's listening to this. But jump it into the description of the episode, which is called... Jumping Rocket Ship Barry joins Ash and the gang as they take a blimp to Canalave City. As soon as they disembark, Team Rocket, disguised as photographers, offers to take a commemorative picture of everyone and their Pokemon. So, this is an interesting start because if you guys have been following along, we met Barry about two episodes ago and... They all kind of decide to come to Canalave City together because Barry's going to go train and get stronger and Ash is going to challenge the gym. And kind of out of nowhere, they're just like, yeah, we're going to take a blimp across like half of the region to get to Canalave City. Gotta get that nice shot of the map. I guess. Uh, that's, I was going to ask you this because I, I'm pretty sure you've played um, Karina uh, through the Sinnoh region. What did you think of the Candlelight City layout? Uh, I I played it when I was very, very young. So I don't know, man. (laughs) Okay, okay. I was just curious because the way it's shown in the anime, it's like a bunch of islands. And in the game, it's just like a port. So I found that part pretty interesting. Like there are two islands you can go to from there, but it was like a weird arch thing connecting them i'm like yeah they had like bridges connecting the small little islands together for one big city yeah it was like a very intricate design for a city that's not that like big and sprawling i guess so i just found that kind of interesting um but yeah this whole blimp thing i think is fine because (laughs) either way it was probably like they had to probably find some quick way to get over there since 
Otherwise, it would take, I don't know, like 10 to 15 episodes to get back all the way here. Um, because in the games, what you do at this point is pretty much just fly back to Jubilife City and walk over to the area where you surf across to get to Canalave. So I do kind of appreciate that. They're like, yeah, we'll, we'll just cut that and get here. Uh, but on the blimp, of course, is Barry. And what are your guys' first impressions of this character? We already Paul. have one Paul. Do we need another Paul? Like, really? Really? Uh, what makes you say that? Well, like, it's not that he's another Paul, but it's like we already have somebody who's like a total jerk and just like writes Paul, like writes Ash off. And now we have like Paul Stan. And it's like, well, we already, I don't know, not a fan of Paul to begin with. And now we introduce somebody who like, for no good reason, is like really into Paul and really belittling to like the whole team right off the bat. And it's like, okay, sure, that's fine. Barry actually made me like Paul more. Ooh, <laughs> really? I liked Paul to begin with either, but uh, definitely bumped Paul up a bit. Interesting. How come? Well, it has absolutely nothing to do with the way that they treat Pokemon um, and everything to do with just his whiny mannerisms. <laughs> I just yeah. Felt like he was whiny the entire time. Yes. Um, and then his catch line. Oh my gosh. I'm going to find you. Oh, it's so bad. Okay, the first few times he said that, I thought he was saying, I'm going to find you, which mm. like makes more sense because they're running after Team Rocket. And he's like, if like if they don't, if something, whatever, I'm going to find you. Like, that makes sense, right? You're going to like go after them. Mm -hmm. But he said it like two more times. And I'm like, no, he's saying, I'm going to find you. And I don't <laughs> know why. Like, it makes no sense. Oh, like, um, that guy in Taken. The dad. Oh. <laughs> like I will he's going to go and you. find them. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I can see that. I, <laughs> I think this is all to kind of show Barry's entitlement in many ways. And the whiniest, like, the, the amount of him complaining along with his team of Pokemon is what leads me to believe that he's supposed to be the 12 year old kid who's playing through this game. Does that make sense? Compared to like Ash being 10. Well, <laughs> so it's kind of like, well, so I guess what I'm asking is, are you saying like he's the kid that's just a little bit older and a little bit more experienced, but still is a starter but doesn't realize that kind of the opposite like oh the fact that he has an empoleon that has hydro cannon hyper beam and hydro pump and he is all about getting what was that so that's a lot of h's yeah <laughs> and those are all very powerful moves so by what i mean like the 12 year old playing through the game is the kid who picks up the game and really just uses their starter to get through everything and makes that starter super overleveled and just has all the most powerful moves that he can get in the game, he or she. So that's kind of my take and what JM and I were talking about um, in terms of his portrayal, in terms of like how he just rushes through things and doesn't want to wait. Um, so I was wondering if that came off uh, for any of you, for either of you when watching and 
looking at Barry's character. Uh, I don't think I really picked up on that, but I can see it now that you pointed it out. Yeah, I didn't pick up on it the first time I watched this, like, years ago, but looking at it now, I'm like, oh, jeez, they're really trying to show, like, how annoying that is, <laughs> like, even to other characters who take the time to build out their team, bond with their Pokemon, and all that stuff. Uh, but Barry's very much the, like, I just want to get to the end of the game already, and uh, I'm going to rush through it as much as I can. See, but that kind of stuff doesn't bother me, mm -hmm. as long as you're not, like ruining the story or ruining things for other players because mm, mm -hmm. typically it takes a lot longer to uh, build a more round out team mm -hmm. versus just going in with your starter and so i feel like if you wanted to like speed through the story the first day it came out you're probably just going to solely focus on your starter um you know you want to get to the end game content you're gonna focus on maybe like one or two pokemon Right. It, yeah. And that makes sense. Um, I guess typically here, like we're assuming this is just kind of the first time playing through it. Um, but it is interesting that he has the platinum version of the Poketch, which I don't really talk about here, but it's kind of an upgraded version of what you get in Diamond and Pearl. Um, but as Team Rocket is has them all in their trap to take their picture, they get caught in the net and everyone kind of starts battling, which causes a huge explosion and separates everyone into all these different groups. Uh, I've written some of them out here. We get like Pikachu, Pachirisu, Mom Jr., and Meowth, uh, Van Gliscor, uh, Piplup, Grottle, Empoleon, and Hippini is another group. And then everyone else just kind of is like found pretty much immediately. So they, do they don't matter too much. But... Okay, first, uh, haven't we haven't yeah. we done this before? Haven't 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 they done this exact same thing where they're like on a boat and Team Rocket like gets them to all take out their Pokemon and then steals them? Didn't that happen last season? We or am got I just getting that. mad deja vu? <laughs> we did get that last season where they're in a cave and Dawn is racing to get her Poketch app. Right. And as they're trying to take a picture, a bunch of like Graveler and geodude just use rollout and separate everyone into this maze and paul is in there trying to catch a firo right uh, so this is literally exactly the same it's pretty like they're all like out the for a picture and they all get scattered and then they spend the rest of the episode trying to get back together it's the same trap except this time all the humans are still together okay so in some ways, it's, like, less about the, each character. It's just like, all right, we'll just deal with the Pokemon. And as it goes through, it's very clearly mostly going to be about Meowth this episode. Well, that makes Wait, it completely different. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, so everyone kind of goes and races after the Pokemon. And Meowth is like, oh, I'm here with Pikachu and Pachirisu who are already on guard. So I'm going to try and trick them so that it's easier for the rest of Team Rocket to capture them. Uh, what do you think about this plan from Meowth? I think the idea of how Meowth thinks it's going to go is good. I think the implementation of it in the episode was not good. Yeah. 
that's pretty much my take on it. It's it's like very it has very little elaboration on it. Um, and as we go through, it's kind of just the same beat over and over. I kind of feel like Pikachu should have just grabbed Pachirisu and ran out of there. Yeah, I'm sure Pikachu has found Ash in way worse situations, and they've, you know, they've reunited um, mm-hmm. without the help of Meowth, so they could have done that again. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. And Pachirisu, as we've seen before, is like a very speedy Pokemon, so I, I think they wouldn't have much trouble kind of getting away. I might have seen him tagging along more if he had, like, Happini with him instead, because it's like, oh, this is the baby Pokemon of the group, so I kind of want to be more cautious with it. Okay, but fast forward, and I think Happini was totally fine, oh, considering yeah. <laughs> he was giving Grotel a ride around. Oh my gosh, that was so awesome. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if you guys know the movie Land Before Time, or the movies. Yes! Oh my gosh. <laughs> when um, when Happini had the Grotel, it looked like Spike. I don't know why. <laughs> it just instantly reminded mm. me of Spike from Land Before Time. Okay, sidebar, but you know those like magical leaf things from Land Before Time? Like the magical yeah, tree star. looking things? I remember wanting to eat those so bad <laughs> when I was little. And I like, I, I would watch that and I'd be like, I just want to eat one of those things so bad. It looks so good. And that's like basically all I remember from Land Before Time. They made them look pretty good. What do you think they would taste like? Magic. <laughs> that, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Fair. Uh, and like magic, Zoravia and Gliscor appear out of no appear out of nowhere and Ash is like, alright, yeah, come over. That's that was easy. Like, okay, we got our flyers. That's gonna make everything much better. Uh but they're not the only ones in the sky as Jesse and James are kind of piloting their balloon around as usual, looking for their Pokemon as well. And James just pulls out this decoy. Staravia sprays it with like a perfume and uses it to distract Ash's Staravia. It also had a bow. Oh yes, of course. How could I forget? It has it yeah, has the bow that. on it. Uh just the perfect accessory there. And then Ash is like, Alright, Glasgow, you're the backup plan. Go take care of Team Rocket. Um, and they don't have a female Glyscore doll to distract him so they go down but it's like i i kind of feel like they did it better the first time where they just capture staravia and kind of just have it in the cage below their balloon the whole time we need something new and original for this episode yeah honestly it caught me off guard so i kind of liked it Okay. <laughs> I was like not expecting it, but when he started spraying the perfume on it and I was like, oh, the pheromones. Oh man, this is genius. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess we underestimated the sense of smell on these avian creatures, apparently. Um, but as Team Rocket is kind of climbing out of the river, we get, we get the best thing in this episode, honestly, which is probably Krogunk. Yes. 100%. He's just cruising along on the boat and like no one's bothering him. He's not paying attention to anything around him. Just <laughs> he's just having the time of his life, like cruising around here. I swear there were like three or four different scenes of Krogunk in different places just chilling. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. 
Yeah, they're all they're they're just fun because they're he doesn't care about anything clearly. Uh, but everyone's looking for their Pokemon. And then we cut to Piplup's group, which as uh, you guys mentioned before, it has Hapini, Gravel, and also Empoleon. Oh yeah, Piplup is like ready to take the lead and very confident as to which way to go. And Piplup would know because his head is about eight times bigger than Empoleon. So clearly Piplup has all of the brains. <laughs> you, you right? You, you, th- you think that. He, he very much has that like, I'm in charge, follow me, I know where to go. <laughs> Uh, but we run into our first dead end here, and he's like, no, 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 we're good, let's let's go. And he just leads the group another direction. Meowth and Pikachu are having their own talks, and Meowth explains, like, he's tired of being blasted off, and he's just like, he wants to retire from Team Rocket, basically, at this point, after all the stuff that's happened to them. Or so he says. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, common manipulation tactic. Mmm. Uh, it was it was decently convincing when he started talking about all the stuff that uh, Jesse and James make him do specifically, and like, and I stepped back for a second and I realized like Meowth kind of carries them. Hmm. He's very much the brains of that team. He's kind of like everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say Jesse is kind of like the the fierce passion of the team and like kind of gets everyone motivated. James in some ways is like the moral compass when it's convenient. <laughs> and then Meowth, Meowth like makes everything happen. Basically like the balloon has his head. It doesn't have Jesse's head. It doesn't have James head. It's, it's his head, which I think is very representative. Uh, but then we cut back to Staravia who is, Love struck, according to the closed captions, um, trying to swoon over the doll Staravia, who's just perched in the tree. Uh, Barry is complaining about the roads, as usual, and then conveniently out of nowhere, we just get like half of the Pokemon t- turn the corner, and it's like Baneri, Swine Up, Ambipom for Dawn, Weasel and Chimchar for Ash, and Sudowoodo for Brock. And I was like, oh, okay, well, we're never going to see their adventures, I guess. Yeah, the thing I found with this episode was that, like, there wasn't anything to overcome. Like, over the course mm-hmm. of the episode, all of the Pokemon just showed up, and, and that was the episode. I, w- I thought this would be a great opportunity to show off the new Pokemon, or, like, the evolved forms of Pokemon that we didn't have the last time everyone got separated like this. Like, what's Chimchar going to do? What's Ambipom going to do? swine up and all that but they barely get any time to shine which is kind of disappointing it's almost like why even have them out you could yeah. have you could have just done without having all your pokemon out i don't know right like there's just no point uh like the main groups here are really pikachus and meowths kind of piplups and then we just have Krogunk just, like, doing its own thing. Um, but, yeah, all the other Pokemon don't really add much. Um, as even, like, Team Rocket in the next scene just immediately finds Carnivine, Viper, and Wobbuffet um, without much issue. And then we come back to Piplup's group, who, who is the very... <laughs> like, we have, uh, we have a great pose from Empoleon here as, with, it, with its flipper hands on its hips. 
just looking at Piplup kind of disappointed and Grothel just falling over from exhaustion because they've run into another dead end. Uh, Karina, would you like the honor of Piplup's course of action here? Wait, what did Piplup do here? Piplup is sad. It starts like walking over. And then just motions for Empoleon to take the lead. I must have been so zoned out because I do not remember this part, but that sounds adorable and sad. (laughs) Yeah, he just like gives up. (laughs) And you probably don't remember this because Hepini is carrying Grothel in this scene. That's probably what happened. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I do remember that. So I'm pretty sure that just like retroactively interfered with whatever happened previously because that happened and I was like, oh my God, highlight of (laughs) here. Yeah, very, very understandable for sure. Our heroes just find Pikachu and Meowth and everyone across the lake. Um, and Ash calls to them and they're like, yeah, let, like, that's it. Like, they just see each other and Meowth freaks out because he's like, oh, shoot, my plan is going down the drain. I need to, um, I need to figure out what to do here. So he takes Pikachu and Pachirisu into the bushes and hides them and tells them, oh, like, watch out. It's Team Rocket. We gotta, we gotta, um... <laughs> we gotta hide from them because immediately Pikachu is suspicious, according to the closed captions. Wait, closed captions gave like the facial expressions of Pikachu? <laughs> yeah, in like brackets. They'll say like so sad, weird. suspicious. Uh, I, I, Karina's called out a bunch of these on previous episodes as well. But I guess that's just weird to me because like you don't need volume to pick up on those emotions. Mmm. Right? And that's why it's all the more entertaining. <laughs> yeah, like it when, exactly. When Krogunk gives you the exact same expression across a bunch of scenes, but like the subtitles give you what emotion yeah. Krogunk is conveying with his blank expression every time. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. You'll have to start watching it in closed caption. They add a lot. It's it's really funny. Like right here as Meowth tries to like backtrack and say, no, no, it's T-Rocket, we got run. Pikachu's expression is captioned as unimpressed by uh Meowth's facade here literally and... pkm and chew yes <laughs> this should be the new email for that definitely okay so let's go back to when they were across the river yeah i mean how far do pokeball like recalls go could don have recalled the pachirisu and then ash had buizel go swim across to get pikachu back like Seems pretty easy. That's true. He did that weasel already. I I feel like that easily could have happened. Scared Honest- of a little water this time. <laughs> I, it it was a kind of wide river, I'll say. But, but how far so- did they go? I mean, like off the top of your head, do you remember like a pretty far recall? Maybe like ten meters. Yeah, I think that could have made it across that river. Maybe. Stream. I don't know. I guess they, they want to just, like, not grab the Pokemon. And they're like, all right, put, go in your ball. <laughs> they, they, they still want to treat them like animals and, like, comfort them, all that stuff. So I think your Weasel solution, however, would easily remedy that by just, like, Weasel could inflate its collar and carry both of them back without the problem. But but instead what happens is everyone goes back through the city and tries to cross to the other side, but they keep running into dead ends because 
there's like the worst architecture and accessibility ever in the city uh, with just stairs everywhere and rivers and all that stuff. Uh, another Krogunk appearance there. Team Rocket is also very frustratedly trying to get to the other side. And um, yeah, this is actually when Meowth goes into the bushes and hides everyone. So instead, what our heroes find and Team Rocket finds is each other. And they're like, ah, Team Rocket, twerps. Uh, and then just kind of stare each other down. Like, that's it. Like, they're like, they don't battle or anything. They just kind of in trade insults with each other, which I'm like, uh, just blast them off. Like, get rid of them by time or something. They don't but... have their full teams. <laughs> right, we don't have Dawn's Ace, to be fair, but we got we got Weasel, we got Ambipom, we got we got some powerhouses still. I guess Brock only does have Sudowoodo, but hey, he's got Mimic. He he's fine. He can he can provide great support with pretty much anyone else's moves, which is great. We cut back to Piplup's group, which is now led by Empoleon, as they run into a dead end themselves, showing that. Piplup was not the problem here. It's just this city. Do you think this is a good defense for Piplup in future <laughs> cases, Karina? Yes, absolutely. Always listen to Piplup, and if Piplup is wrong, it's not Piplup's fault. Precisely. Moral of this episode. Couldn't have said it better. Our heroes are on the other side of the river, and they're like, oh, hey, there you are. And uh, that's it. Like, again, not much conflict. We just cut to later. And now Barry and Ash are, like, arguing over which direction to go. And Pikachu, Bacharisu, and everyone else are just strolling down, see our heroes, and run over to them. And, like, okay, that's it. Like, that, that was half the episode, is them just, like, finding each other completely coincidentally. Um, and then Meowth comes over and tells them, yep, I'm done with Team Rocket. I spent the whole day with Pikachu and Pachirisu trying to help them get back to their trainers. So you can trust me. I'm a good guy. And everyone's just like shocked. I, I think he actually was considering the movie star deal, even though his idea of a movie star is a, um, mm. well, like a, like a TV shopping show host. Yes. Yes. That's what I was looking <laughs> for. It's like, that's what you would think of as a movie star, but Hey, whatever. That's cool. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, because at this point is when everyone's like, hey, if you're actually going to turn over a new leaf, here are all your options. Um, Honestly, like, there's probably a lot of demand for a Pokemon that can translate how, like, other Pokemon are feeling. Um, like, yeah, there's probably that's so exactly what, uh, like, Dawn and Ash's argument is. is like, wow, if you leave Team Rocket, you could have such a glamorous career, because you could do anything you wanted as a talking Pokemon. Right. And uh, I think Dawn even says, like, hey, I happen to know a famous TV anchor who is Rhonda from Sinnoh Now, and I'm going to call... I'm going to call out Dawn on that. Like, you've met her twice, and she, like, barely remembers you guys. <laughs> friends now. <laughs> right? <laughs> Conveniently. Um, Staravia. Okay, everyone just forgot about poor Staravia. I'm just going to say that. Like, this bird needs justice. Uh, no one's thinking about it until it, <laughs> its decoy falls on the river, and it's like, oh, uh, I'll go find Ash. 
Okay, okay, that but strange. That, that episode where they forgot about Gliscor and they just mm. like left him on a dirt path and not able <laughs> to fly. And that was the screen that they, it was like a few episodes ago when um, Patrice right. had fever and they were like running to get Brock. And Brock just went off without Gliscor and the last closing scene is like, but we forgot about Gliscor and Gliscor like lying on the path. Yeah. like crying and it was like to be <laughs> continued and i was like please let the next episode just be like the vengeance of gliscor being forgotten mm. but it was not and i was disappointed gliscor think- becomes the big bad guy yeah. <laughs> hey it's got that sinister look to it so do you think this is the revenge that gliscor was looking for i don't i don't think so but it would have been nice to have gotten like a comparable staravia mm crying about being left behind yeah yeah definitely give it the full emotional treatment that that glasgow was subjected to for sure um they go over to what is it like a hospital i'm like not even sure what they're doing at this building anymore i thought it was a poke center oh it is they were gonna go uh communicate with somebody oh maybe that maybe it was Mm. that reporter or the the anchor Right, right. They're gonna go and like talk to her and say, like, "Hey, we have this meowth." As they're about to step into the door, they instead fall into a pit trap, and the doors open, and we see just Team Rocket standing inside the Pokemon Center. Classic. <laughs> I'm gonna take your guys' bets. How long were they standing there waiting? Mm, Twenty-three minutes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, given that we didn't get the shots of them like being bored and being like, "What are we doing? Why isn't this plan?" Or like, mm. "What is the plan?" I, I think that well, it can't have been that long. Yeah, same. Which kind of begs the question of like, how how did they dig this hole so fast and cover it with cement? Because this is like this is the dirt road. This is the middle of a city. So they're very effective that at that apparently, or just in the nick of time. Um, but this is when they notice that Meowth is missing, and so is Mime Jr. But Mime Jr. immediately blows its cover by running over to James, who's very delighted to see him. One of my favorite things about this episode so far was mm-hmm. every time Meowth was like talking with Pikachu or Ash mm-hmm. or anyone, Mime Jr. was mimicking uh, his emotions, the Meowth's emotions. True. I'm I also sure did you... like that. Okay, I was going to say, I'm not sure if you picked up on that, but... Um, it was very like in sync. They were on the same page <laughs> until yeah. James shows up. It's great. Yeah, uh, Mime Junior like just dedicates himself to the role every time. It's it's awesome. Um, very underrated uh, member of the cast here. Jesse, however, is very much on the offensive here, asking like, "Hey, Meowth, what's your deal?" Because he's <laughs> he's looking guilty with that paw fin in its paw, and and, and like. He's just holding up the whole time, basically. So I don't know why he's he's like keeping it. He's like, ah, oh, that was so good. I need to save it for later or something. He does um, save it for later, though. Oh, that's okay. I was trying to remember. I was like, this, this just it just looks awkward in all these scenes now. Looking back, though, yeah, he um, pulls it back out at the end and is like, "Woo, I stole a puffin." My my success for the day. Uh, and this, of course, turns into a battle with, like, Empoleon, Viper, Buizel. Like, we get a look at the Teether Dance, which is always great. Uh, Water Guns, Sonic Boom. 
just sending out some moves, and Meowth is trying to like convince, like he he was kind of going with the flow and tricked himself seemingly into following what the what the heroes were telling him. But now watching this whole battle go down, he he's going down memory lane and thinking about all the good times that he had with Team Rocket. Which uh, I it's it's just like a very rushed thing. So to me it doesn't really have the full impact as it should since this whole thing started as a scheme and it's kind of nice that he, we do kind of see the the twist being oh he falls for his own deception but it's just like eh, it, it's fine uh it's kind of my take on this whole arc for Meowth in this episode what are your guys' thoughts on it i'm not a huge fan of like the whole manipulation tactic uh to this extent i mean in general manipulation's not great um but you know when the bad guys are going to be in an episode you know they're going to try to manipulate somehow uh, but in in this way of like pretending to be on their team, I don't like that. Uh, I feel like it's cheap. Um, not not for like the show, but just like yeah, I don't know. I thought it manipulation also manipulation in like... general. That's really cheap. <laughs> Thank you for the the life morals, uh, Brady. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I like. I feel like it. It just wasn't very well executed in this mm-hmm. episode as well. Like. I don't know. I had the same reaction of like, eh, it was fine. Like, mm-hmm. okay, sure. We did that. Let's move on. Yeah, I, I think it's oh, a neat touch that they did add some flashbacks and some like original little moments in there. But it, it wasn't a lot to write home about. Uh, but Meowth does kind of rush into battle here with Poffin in hand still. Um headbutts away ash uh, kicks kicks barry <laughs> which is kind of satisfying yeah i, I like, like this um because yeah. i feel like we don't actually get to see meowth battle all that often right. um so it's fun to mm-hmm. see also you don't really see pokemon battling without their trainers all that often so it's kind of fun to like mm. hear meowth calling the shots and like calling out his own moves and then doing his moves yeah definitely and i really like that we see this new move from meowth um, as it as it night slashes Empoleon, it actually brings it down. Which I was like, oh shoot, like <laughs> Meowth's been hiding this one for a while. Yeah, and I think it's a nice touch that he's like, okay, I'm gonna do night slash, although I still haven't mastered it, so like I'm a bit nervous. <laughs> and it's like a nice reminder that Meowth is in fact a Pokemon and is also apparently working on some self-improvement as well and is like learning new moves and stuff, so that was nice. Wait, so he actually night slashed the Empoleon. Yeah. Uh, night oh, slash. I thought, I thought the, uh, Napoleon like fainted. You, you know how they do in animes where like you say something that like, Oh, I'm going to beat you. Uh, but I haven't done this yet. Uh, and everyone's just like, Oh wow. Really? And then they like all fall to the ground. I thought that's what Empoleon was doing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, from what I could tell, it was it was actually directly hurt by this attack. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, this is this is new territory for Meowth." Um, but yeah, for just some context, Night Slash is a new move for this generation uh, that Meowth's evolutionary line can learn. So I was like, "Oh, that's a neat touch that they give him a new move as well." 
uh, for this region, which is like, <laughs> like honestly, the first time we've seen this in maybe <laughs> ten years that he gets a new move. Uh, so well deserved, Meowth. Well deserved. Um, yeah, it's nice. Like, ironically, he's being humanized. Uh, as kind of Karina was pointing out with Meowth saying, like, ah, I'm still working on the scary part of this, which is a, a fun touch. And, hey, sidebar. Uh, mm -hmm. why doesn't Meowth just learn Payday and solve all of Team Rocket's problems? Good question. I'm guessing Payday is more of an energy-based move, rather than, like, I'm just gonna extend my claws. And that's his limit there, for some reason. But it is I feel like that... they touched on that on like a previous episode. Not like right. this, not in this season. Yes, I, I think what Karina's referring to is that in a previous season, Meowth says, I can't learn payday because I used all my like energy to learn how to talk human. Oh. And this episode is like, oh, so he can't learn payday, but he can learn new moves. And my assumption is just like, oh, it's like an energy-based move to to conjure coins out of his his head, um, <laughs> and that's why he can't do it. But that's just kind of my head cannon there. Uh, I was not going that deep because I didn't know that, but good to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely me kind of extending the the stuff that we've been presented with. But again, cool days learning night slash here, and. All our heroes are just shocked and be like, I, we thought you were you were going good. Like, you, you were so close to leaving the dark side, Meowth. Uh, Meowth, uh, Don's like, you were going to be a TV star. Uh, and, and Meowth actually does, like, kind of flinch at this, which is neat. But still holding the poffin, he turns around and keeps a face of, like, jeez, I, I don't even know how to describe it, but... He just has this expression as he says, like, Aha, I had you guys all falling for my act. And I got you, twerps, good. But then again, Don's like, But I thought you were becoming a star. And his heart, like, leaps out of his chest. <laughs> Showing that he's he's still very much, like, hurt at the idea of leaving that dream behind. But again, he reinforces that he'll always be part of Team Rocket. And everyone's cheering for him. So our heroes are like, well... That makes it easy for us, and they all team up together with their Water-type Pokemon and just send Team Rocket blasting off with, like, a fusion move of Water Gun, Hydro Pump, and Bubble Beam. Uh, which looks pretty epic, to be fair. Yeah, it's no Ice Aqua Jet, but, you know. <laughs> they really need to use that move more. I, I, I'll, I, will I say am that. okay with that not coming back ever again. Really? <laughs> How come? What, what what do you have against the ice aqua jet? I don't know. I mean, I was like, I think I was on the episode where it first debuted, and I was like, why is why is this a thing? Why why why? I don't know. It's fine. No, you, well, it was actually. I think yours was the second time it was there. Um, okay. Yeah, Manny was on the debut one, and this was kind of the, that was Dawn like just trying out new moves. So uh, we'll actually see a different iteration of it with. Two completely different Pokemon that Don has later. Um, Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but maybe Karina will like that more. We'll see. Um, and then Team Rocket blasts off. Meowth enjoys the Poffin. And 
Staravia, Staravia is like, oh yeah, I'm here too. It just flaps on in. And Brock is like, who's left? And then everyone's like, well, it's Krogunk. Like, they just know it's Krogunk. And then Don says, well, I know I've seen Krogunk around a lot. Which means everyone must have seen this Krogunk, but just no one decided to go after it and, like, tell it to come back. Yeah, they just let Krogunk do whatever Krogunk wants. And in this case, uh, we see a, a girl trying to just, like, live her life. And Brock comes over to her. Um, as always, doing Brock things. And, of course, this is the best way to summon Krogunk, who immediately comes, poison shabs him, and takes him away. So, now you know. If ever Krogunk gets separated, this is how you get him back. Uh, and as the day kind of closes, our heroes meet with Barry at the boat that he's going to board to go ahead and train at Iron Island. And uh, that's where they part ways. Barry did almost nothing this episode, and that's it. <laughs> like, our heroes also almost did nothing this episode. Um, Barry did enough. Uh, enough to make <laughs> me hate him. <laughs> uh, and actually, I lie about this. Meowth did not eat the poffin because Team Rocket is all fighting over this last poffin as they are recovering from their blast off. Yeah, like I said, Meowth saved the poffin. <laughs> Okay, I thought you meant like he saved it and ate it as they were blasting off, which I was like, ah, oh, that'd be nice, but that's not the case. So, uh, what are your guys' thoughts on episode 51, Jumping Rocket Ship? Not great. Um, mm-hmm. I have no idea what Pokemon Barry has, mm. but they made it very clear that he had at least more than one. Yeah. In the beginning when he's like, I'm only going to bring out my Empoleon. Well, when your Empoleon got stolen, why didn't you try to use your other Pokemon to find that Empoleon? Mm. The entire time he was running around with no Pokemon out, just looking by himself. Yeah. Um, and the, also the entire time, he didn't care about anyone else's Pokemon. As long as he got his right. Empoleon, that was all that mattered. I'm just like, ugh, I cannot stand you. Yeah, he was also, like, unnecessarily competitive. He was like, I'm going to find them before you do, Ash. And it's like, why does it it matter? Like, just find them. Yeah. Yeah. He's very much the little kid of the group. Um, Just, like, trying to compete over things that don't matter. And clearly not thinking. Because we have seen two of his other Pokemon. And it's just... When you said that, Brady, I was like... It makes no sense that he didn't bring it out. His other two Pokemon that we've seen are Roserade and Staraptor. Yeah, there you go. Like, what? (laughs) We needed the flying type, like, since the whole episode, basically. Uh, That makes it more annoying, for sure. Good. I hope that dropped your rating by one point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I... It kind of, I don't know. It it was it was going to be affected too much at this point because my reign is like a three and a half here. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, Karina, what are your thoughts? 
Yeah, I think I would also put it at about a three and a half. Like, I didn't hate it, but it was also just a very solid, like, meh. Like, there wasn't anything new or interesting or exciting that mm-hmm. happened in this episode. And especially given that it's the second last episode of the season. It's like, aren't we supposed to, like, building, supposed to be building the, like, excitement and tension and, like, building for a finale? And it's like, we get, like, the filleriest filler episode ever where nothing happens. And, like, the only cute moment was uh, Piplup being cute and then Happini carrying Grodel, and we didn't even get much more beyond that. Uh, I have some other thoughts, but Bray, did you want to go first? Uh, yeah, I would say that I would rate it around a four. Um, okay. Which still isn't great, but yeah. I agree with Karina. Like, we only had those few moments, except the few other moments that I liked were um, seeing Mime Jr. just mimicking and just being mm-hmm. cute. I don't know. Maybe some people don't like Mime Jr. Do you not like Mime Jr.? Oh, I love Mime Jr. Okay, what about you, Karina? Mime Jr., very cute. Much better than Jinx. Uh, Whoa, chill. Let's not go too far. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, but I wasn't sure if it was like still too close to that humanoid-type figure that people don't like or not. Um, But I liked Mime Jr. in this episode. I think the eyes are really nice, uh, compared to Mr. Mime, at least. Yes. And compared to Jinx. Yeah. Chill. <laughs> Get it? Because she's a nice type. Yeah. <laughs> you have to explain your own jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about the, with this earlier, but Karina and I were on a similar episode. That I think did this premise way better. Like, yeah, like I remember that episode, there being a lot more to discuss and a lot more things happening. And even like, mm-hmm. With random Paul trying to catch a Firo, like at least it was a thing. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> I remember like being like interested in what was happening, even if it was to complain about stuff. And this episode, I was just like struggling to even pay attention because I was like, "What is happening?" And like nothing was happening, nothing was there to like keep mm-hmm. me interested in, and like invested in the outcome because like there wasn't any hurdle for them to cross. The Pokemon just like showed up when they were ready to show up, and that was yeah. that. Even though Team Rocket seemed weirdly competent in the other episode, the, it worked to that episode's advantage because it gave our heroes a lot more issues and trying to get back together. And, like, the the thing that we don't see, like, this whole episode, which I loved about that old one, was trainers using each other's Pokemon. Like, Dom was using ash's pokemon and and ash was using dawn and brock's pokemon um to like get through walls or to like like take away or take care of like wild pokemon they're attacking them Um, yeah and they were like trying to get through a maze so it was like a a thing that they were trying to like overcome and yeah exactly yeah there's just like very little conflict very little challenge at the end, it's really just a Meowth episode and not a great one at that. So, kind of unfortunate. Uh, the like the only kind of thing that isn't filler in this is Meowth getting a new move. Um, but even that is very minor in the grand scheme of things. I I just like don't know why why we have this. Like you could have skipped so much of this by. By like already, hey, you took a blimp across half the region to come to this city. Did you really? That seemed like it was to save filler from having them travel, but 
then you do this episode. So it's kind of unclear what the goal was, unfortunately. They could have Team Rocket find some of the Pokemon and hold yeah. those ones hostage. Mm-hmm. And well, that's that's also what happened in the old episode. They capture Staravia because that's their only flying Pokemon, and they're like, "Hey, if we take away Staravia, they can't communicate with each other." Mm-hmm. So, yeah, anything like that would have been a great Brady for sure. Uh, here's some trivia. I would have liked to see, like, oh yeah, go for the trivia. Pokemon.com's online preview for this episode included the line exclaiming, Staraptor finds romance. Oh. So, like, okay. Like, well, that's wrong in multiple levels because it's A, it's not Staraptor. And it's just this dumb thing that um, Team Rocket gets together. Jesse apparently does make a reference to that old episode, which is called Amazing Race. Uh, did anyone catch that reference? I don't think no, I did. What did she say? I I don't know. It doesn't actually say. Um, I'm guessing it was probably near the beginning when everyone gets separated, but uh, I missed that as well. When Meow asks Pikachu if he doesn't trust him, Pikachu mimics Wobbuffet, and Wobbuffet's Japanese name is a pun that reads, that's right. So it's implied that, that is what Pikachu replies. Oh, uh, interesting. Clever. Uh-huh. Uh, unrelated, this is just some trivia I know, but I believe Why Not is very similar in terms of its Japanese uh, name, which is kind of like, is that so? Can you explain the so English you, name? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know all of its English name, really, but in Japanese, if you pair them together, it's like a conversation going back and forth saying like, is that so? That's right. Is that so? That's right. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, it makes more sense with why not, but I don't, I don't really get the pun behind, or the, or the meaning behind Wobbuffet's English name. Yeah, I'm not sure if there is one. Yeah. It just looks like a Wobbuffet. Like, if you looked at it and you didn't know its name, you'd be like, yeah, that's a Wobbuffet. <laughs> just screams. <laughs> Oh, were you going to see something before, Brady? Uh, just one of those moments where I forget. Okay. Are you going to tell us what you wanted to see? Uh, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, also, we could have seen... Um, so I said Team Rocket maybe get some of the the heroes' mm. Pokemon as a hostage. But then also, what if like Ash and Brock and all them captured Meowth, and then they had to arrange a trade to see like Ooh. Team Rocket's struggle with do we trade away these pokemon that we just captured for meowth and it would kind of be like the opposite thing of how much mm-hmm. is meowth worth to them i feel like yeah. that's so not setting a good example for all the little children <laughs> being like if a bully steals your pokemon just steal one right back and see what they can do about it hostage for hostage y- yeah that's true but, I mean, they're totally fine showing, like, extreme Pokemon abuse and neglect. So, like, it's it's probably fine. I think they've done that before, actually, in Johto. Uh, what I had said? Yeah. Something similar. Uh, like, Team Rocket has Pikachu and they have Meowth. And they're very, like, nope, like, we're making this trade or, or you're not getting your Pokemon back. Uh, I could be wrong there, but I'm pretty sure something like that has happened in the past. So there's precedent for it and would have made this better, honestly. 
Pretty much anything would have made this better. Except Paul. Paul showed up. This would have dropped into a 2 out of 10. Ah, I, I mean, I actually really like Barry's layer that adds when when they are talking about Paul because it really... It actually brought out one of Ash's best lines in the previous episode where he addresses Barry and like kind of tries to have an intervention with him saying, hey, I don't think you should just try to get stronger all the time. I think you should actually try to bond with your Pokemon because Barry being such a stand for for um, for Paul and also Barry has a whole other backstory that isn't revealed yet. But he's all about getting stronger and getting strong quicker. So uh, Ash actually has a nice moment there to try to like explain how it's important to be nice to your Pokemon and actually appreciate them as individuals and all that good stuff. Uh, but yeah, in this context, Barry didn't really add much at all, unfortunately. But yeah, that's pretty much it for this episode of Sights on Sinnoh. Uh, like i'm trying to think of a question of the week but we kind of it, it was kind of self-answered as we were figuring out ways to make this episode better so if you have suggestions for that feel free to let us know in the comments down below as well and yeah i like that's pretty much it for us this week thank you karina and brady for joining me again yeah thanks thank for, you for having, having us on, on. Totally. And if people want to find you, where can they do that? I am Pangumon. And I'm Simbacoil on Twitter. As always, my name is Will. I'm Karina. And I'm Brady. Thank you so much for listening. As always, feel free to check out these episodes wherever you can find them online. Amazon Prime is a place for them at the time of this recording, so go ahead and check those out. And yeah. Stay tuned for our next episode as we wrap up this season of Battle Dimension. Until then, we'll see you in Sinnoh. Bye. Bye.